Hello and welcome to Quantum Training's APMP podcast. Uh, today with me and myself and my colleague Tim O'Connor. Hello Tim. Hello. Hello and myself being Head of Montgomery, the training manager here at Quanta. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the first of the uh, BOC topics, 1.1 project management. Um, so Tim, um, starts off here, um, what is a project? An area of some confusion I think sometimes. Yeah, um, well... It's just give an example of a few projects. You think it could be anything with um, anything that's about change. Mm. So there's what's usually called a, an output or a product or a, deli- a deliverable. Doesn't matter too much what you call it. Um, but you've got a defined end in sight. So mm. whether that defined end is going to be um, a new IT system or you're building, yeah, a bridge, you're building a house. Uh, doesn't have to be anything as grand as that. Really, you're redecorating a room, you're refurbishing mm. a shop, wherever it may well be. It's something that you've got a defined start you've got a defined end and you want to use that change in some way mm. in order to derive benefits from it okay all right so uh, it's a it's a the um some of is a unique piece of work yeah or no it's regarded as, uh, as unique which you may think is a bit odd because you think well if you're an organization and you've got 10 20 30 stores and you think well they're all pretty much the same then in many ways they're, they're, they are um but the locations may be different the people mm. involved might be different the time of year might be different so use what you can from previous similar projects because mm. you don't want to throw lessons away because that can be very valuable mm. um, but don't just treat it as being simply a reiteration of something that you've done before treat everything as being unique to think well we need to take into consideration certain factors mm. like the ones I just mentioned mm. yeah I mean most of us involved in running similar projects you know we don't jump from running IT projects to construction of domes and things do we not usually or any, <laughs> any shapes really <laughs> There's only one I'm aware of, but uh, okay. Um, so projects you need the, 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 the pleasure dome. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Um, the projects unique projects. Uh, you, you mentioned they're time bound. Usually with a defined end in sight. How else can we draw a difference between uh, projects and business as usual? All things are projects. They're referred to. I say this as if people are stopping in the street mm. and say this, but they're referred to as being revolutionary as right. opposed to evolutionary. So it's a focused change as opposed to just a slower, incremental change that you might get in business as usual. Um, with projects, you need to gather a team of people that are best equipped to carry yeah. out that change, whereas business as usual, people follow much more their normal function. Yeah. So they'd be working within their department and occasionally uh, working between departments, but with projects... We just put them together specifically yeah. for that bit of work, so yeah. we, they might not work together as a team. Um, I say that when our project's over they'll be going back to what they were doing before yeah bringing together their, their complementary skills transient right? resources yeah yeah, yeah pr- and the thing you mentioned for that projects vehicles for change really um, that's what it is project management if you want to change your organisation you start a project don't you yeah that's the idea here. and that's the thing and, and with change people aren't necessarily always receptive to it they don't necessarily run towards it saying I love change yes. um, and so the change in itself needs to be managed properly that the change needs to be understood Mm. it needs to be communicated to people they need to see why um, the change is actually going to be uh, executed rather than just having it foist upon them which very often is the case which is why a lot of projects fail and it's one of the challenges of of projects where one of the other learning objectives we're going to cover here I think one of the challenges definitely that that Mm. whole change another one uh, which again we can draw a distinction between business as usual another challenge we've got is that projects are, are sort of riskier by nature aren't they than business as usual yeah, I mean, it's not to say you take no risks at all in business as usual because people have to move. Yes. Um, <laughs> not in my office. 
<laughs> but um, but in projects, you think, well, if the project is effectively going to be about a change, then mm. there's bound to be a whole range of uncertainty associated mm. with that, mm. and so that needs to be identified and risks need to be properly assessed. So it's likely there'll be more risk, so more uncertainty associated with the project than there would be with business as usual because business as usual is much more like a retread, like it yeah. is your day to day work. We've done this before, so riskier by nature. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the other things we, we uh, not only is the organisation going to change the result of what we're doing, um, but we, we, this idea of bringing a team together, um, you know, we, we need to pull a team together. The organisation itself may need to actually adapt to that, incorporate as so we've got resource conflicts there, hmm. taking people off their day to day jobs. That can sometimes uh, be a bit of a challenge for organisations. Mm. Yeah. And the, the other one we got down in terms of wrapping up this learning objective is that decisions must be made. Staff must be empowered. Yeah, and it's one of the things that um, another um, topic addresses, really, when looking at organisational mm. roles and responsibilities. So it's all well and good just putting all these people together mm. in a team. Um, but then that team needs to be headed so by um, by the project manager. The project manager has his or her own boss, the sponsor. And mm. You need to work out where the level of division yeah. is between what them. Authority people got. Yeah, and what? that needs to be made avail- made a um, well. People, everybody involved in the team needs to be made aware of that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, standard stuff, really. All right. So a uh, couple, couple of learning outcomes there: difference between business usual and project management <laughs> and the organisation challenges. Um, so, how does project management benefit us then? Um, but it gives order. It's mm. um, it's a repeatable process, really. So yeah. it gives a structure. So if you think that effectively with a with a project, just looking at it as a process, you think you've got you've got a trigger to begin with. So that's going to be the problem that you want to fix or the opportunity that you want to exploit. You've got constraints that may be holding you back. Mm. So time, cost, quality, resources, whatever else it may mm. be. We've uh, talked about the time, cost, quality triangle, have we? We haven't yet. No, no. Vitally important, I think. Uh, obviously, in in uh, context here. Yeah, and we'll come around to that. Oh, okay. If you let me finish my sentence, yeah. um, you have a mechanism, so kind of just like like tools that you might be using mm. in order to bring about um, that change. At the end of it, you've got this output, this deliverable, this product, whatever you may want to call it. So, for that, if project management is about handling that kind of process, mm. um, you want it to be predictable. Mm. Um, so, the predictability can come in by having defined roles and responsibilities mm. so everybody knows what they need to do. You can have things such as templates for uh, the documents mm. that, are, that you might be using. Um, you've got an idea in terms of how you plan, mm. how you monitor that plan, um, how you exert control just in case that project um, may be slipping mm. a little bit. So, in other words, what is an issue, what is a risk? Mm. So, all of these kind of things, um, mm. it can be very useful mm. for you to have them properly defined. And it feels as if things are, are actually being managed rather than everything just being reactive where you're firefighting all the time and just reacting to things so with project management hopefully it's more proactive rather than reactive yeah yeah I hope so so um, yeah in terms of benefits you have this thing that what, what you say is flip this around so run to look if, if one of the learning outcomes here is to explain the benefits or the importance of this we'll just turn it around and say well what would life be like without project management oh, okay. <laughs> can you imagine so, uh, you know, clearly we're not going to have mechanisms to plan, monitor, control, as you say. Uh, ultimately, of course, we may not realise the benefits of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, we may well be caught up by risks. And, of course, this is tried and tested stuff, really, so it's efficient and effective. Okay, and the, uh, the last of these um, learning outcomes here is the relating the project management processes 
uh, to the phases of a project life cycle, which always seems a bit tricky at this stage. This is the first uh, topic you're listening to or studying there at home. Um, we haven't covered the life cycle yet, um, so maybe worth it, I think, um, listen to that, that one first, studying that first and then coming back to this. But let's deal with it now. Um, just remind us of the life cycle, uh, too. Yeah, well, in what APM defined as a project life cycle, there are four separate phases. Um, the first one is concepts, and the significant output of that is the business case. Mm -hmm. So, as the name suggests, concept is conceptual, so it's early days in the project. It's seeing whether or not the project is actually a starter, really. Okay. Uh, if the business case is deemed to be worthy of further investigation, then the second phase is definition. And the significant output of that is what's known as the PMP, the Project Management Plan. Mm -hmm. So that really is it's a folder, it's a container for all of your documents. The, mm -hmm. the rule books, the business case itself goes in there, your schedule, plans. Yeah. Yeah, plans, all kinds of things really. So that's a separate topic in its own right. Okay. And then if the PMP is persuasive, then that's effectively the contract between the project manager and the sponsor. So the project manager then starts with what you may think has been the proper work of the project, the design and build. Yeah. So that's where stuff gets done, if you like. Mm. So implementation, which is that's the next, the next phase. Stuff getting yeah. done. <laughs> stuff getting done phase. Um, but the, the third phase, implementation, is that. So you're, you're implementing the project management plan. Yeah. So that may be split up into um, smaller chunks, so gates or stages, milestones within. And that okay. could be a, that's typically going to be the longest of these, uh, these phases. And so at the end of implementation, you'd have your final product. So mm -hmm. if it would be... Um, you're constructing a new shop, then that will be what you had at the end of it. Mm. And then finally, handover and closeout is where your testing would occur. So both the customers and the operational environment, those that are going to be supporting what's been delivered, mm. ought to be happy with it. Mm. Um, Final acceptance testing, there might have been some testing going on in implementation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're testing based upon what the user specified, yeah. at least towards the end of definition. Um, there would also be a, a, po a post-project review. So... Okay really just uh, gauging the performance of the project okay. um, anticipating what's to come a benefits realisation plan and mm. um, so in order to see um, how you can actually gauge to see whether or not what has been produced is going to be deemed to be successful so okay. if it was going to be a shop has it actually produced the um, is it going to bring us profit yeah, yeah is it going to bring the revenue that you wanted so they're the four phases so um, how, how do we relate these processes what are the processes then first of all let's get those out of the way well there are four groupings uh, the first is starting or initiation um, okay. the second is defining and planning yeah. the third is monitoring and control and the fourth is learning and closing and the idea of this really is that in large-ish projects mm. Um, you meant to apply all four of these groupings you say to each. Mentions, if you don't, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you have to put a little bit of realism in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so apply all four of these groupings to each phase. Mm. So, if I can just take one of those um, those phases as an example. So, say definition, mm. where the significant output is going to be the PMP. Yep. So, a whole raft of documentation. It can take um, a whole so ages. Yeah, and it can take a whole bundle of people. Mm. Um, to actually produce that properly, mm. so it's not necessarily just going to be one person's um, work. Sure. So, looking at starting or initiation, so you're thinking of understanding the objectives of that, so making sure that the PMP, you're thinking, well, are there elements of that that we've got already? Mm. So, you may all have some kind of strategy, well, mm. I'd expect that you would for health and safety, for risk, and a few others, and yet there'd be other things that you need to create straight off. So, once you understand that, that can help you work out how long it's actually going to um, take to, um, to write the PMP. Um, the second then is defining and planning. So using the information from um, starting or initiation, mm. you think, well, once we actually know what we've got to create, 
mm. uh, we can think well create it to what level of detail who's going to be doing it so you can start putting together some kind of schedule yep. so work out what can be done in um, at the same time where your dependencies are where your workshops going to be held all that kind of stuff then monitoring and uh, control so you're getting all these people to carry out maybe workshops and canvas opinion from stakeholders and identify risks and everything like that. Do you see Gantt charts? And yeah, yeah. Write your health and yeah. safety plans. And so as regards monitoring controls, you're thinking, well, you know, we're monitoring control the journey towards the PMP in this instance. Yeah. So if it's going to take two or three weeks, as it may well do, you might be getting reports back from people to say, well, you know, this is how far we London, are. I've, I've, um, spent, I've spent some eight months in, oh, yeah, in yeah. Uh, definition. It can well be. Like, it just um, depends upon the size of the, mm. the project. So you can say like two or three weeks or eight months, it can be, um, it can be as, as different as that really so it makes sense if you're spending eight months with an involved, you, you might want regular reporting so you want to check how are you progressing towards well that's it yeah because if you think eight months is a, it's a massive amount of time mm. and then think of the money as well mm. so you don't need to just drift and so it just gives some kind of structure to all of this really okay. and then the final process is learning and closing so in this instance again just using the PMP as an example if you're almost there now mm. and you're collating now all that information for the PMP you're thinking well looking at lessons for that bit when we go into implementation and further uh, or, or future uh, definition phases what can we do a little bit better mm. what are the good things that we wish to repeat so it's about learning your lessons yeah uh, it's also about getting approval isn't it this, this yeah, yeah. closing off yeah, like, you, over yeah closing PMP. off and so you think well you know what, what would be the process once we send up the PMP is it approved straight away mm. chances are it may not be but it's, it's a collaborative um, phase mm. where it ought to be definition it shouldn't be the first time that the sponsor sees the PMP Okay, so just summarise it. Hopefully, everyone's able to follow that. Um, I think I lost myself. We've got, <laughs> we've got uh, these four phases of the life cycle, and each of these four processes, starting, uh, defining, monitoring, and learning, uh, are going to be applied to each of the phases. Yeah. So, I mean, potentially a question on this in the exam, we're effectively making what, 16 points? You know, four, you're, you're having to relate each of these uh, processes to each of the, the phases of the life cycle. That's quite a big question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's. It, Maybe um, more likely to be just as I was describing there, where it may just be contained with a particular phase. Because right. you think in the constraints of having, you know, fifteen minutes to yeah. um, to provide an answer, <laughs> then you can't just write to yeah. write forever for all this. Yeah. Um, so, just starting with the focus, really think. Well, this is what we're aiming towards. Yeah. So, is it the business case? Is it yeah? Doing. Is it the PMP, or is it going to be the final deliver, or whatever yeah. that may well be? And then we can use these processes to chart our progress towards it. Lovely. Alright, so uh, I think that about wraps up for project management. We've talked about differences between project management and business as usual. The benefits of uh, using uh, project management as a tool. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and do you remember a little bit earlier on you were talking about time, cost, quality? I did, yes. Yeah, so My it may apologies. be worth uh, going back to that before we close down the session. Okay. So, um, time, close cost, quality. Yeah, close down the session. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. ominous. Too hard and professionals. Uh, time, cost, and quality. So, this is the traditional, you'll see often see a triangle by about, what, page two of any introduction to project management. I'd have thought I'd be disappointed if it was It's generally that point two. that people just are reassured by shapes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, time, cost, quality. Often shown in this triangular <laughs> uh, format. Adam um, is now showing a, a yeah. triangle to the <laughs> microphone to illustrate that. So, what was the idea of uh, these constraints, maybe, that we're under? Uh, being shown um, in this relationship, a triangular relationship. Well, just recognise it. Just, just like look at it in its, uh, its simplest form of time, cost, and quality. To say that every project is going to have at least one of those three as a significant driver. Mm. And so, if that is the case, it's bound to have this effect, this pressuring mm. of the other two points of the triangle. So, if you need to finish on time, then you may put more pressure on cost by throwing extra resources at it, or alternatively, you may choose to reduce quality mm. so you may choose to trim 
um, testing at the end. Mm. If it is quality where everything has to be absolutely mm. um, spot on, then it's likely it's going to take longer and perhaps cost mm. more. And that triangle of time, cost, and quality, oftentimes is, is um, I say oftentimes as if something <laughs> it's something you do every day, but um, expanded into. As if it's um, a word you said oftentimes. <laughs> oftentimes is a word. Oftentimes, maybe, maybe in Chaucerian. Uh, well, yeah, it was all the yeah, way back to the Reeves tale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then um, that triangle could be expanded into a, a pyramid where as well as time cost quality um, you can also have risk and scope in other words what's included mm. um, so any of those really yeah well all of those they're all interrelated all of the, those, th- those five points so time mm. cost quality risk and scope uh, user project manager manage those to give capability towards mm. benefits mm. Okay. so the five of them lead mm. on to uh, benefits mm. as a separate six point if you like sure but you say separate I mean if, if our time or our cost in, in increase or our quality decreases this is likely to have an impact on our benefits so. it's possible but, but benefits is the one in particular that you want to protect yeah yeah absolutely. because um, there's little Without point them, yeah, well yeah there's, there's, there's little point in finishing on time if you produce something mm. that really is going to be a very little mm. benefit mm. okay so I think yeah so it's a nice uh, the time cost quality triangle or pyramid as we uh, wrote there is it pretty much project management snapshot I mean this is the old thing pick two time cost quality pick two uh, people often say to me, which I don't really like. And you use fed there one, maybe the main driver. I mean, most stuff I've worked on, all three are important. Do people, do people often say that too? They do, yeah. Yeah, pick two. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a cynical attitude, I think. <laughs> but uh, good. All right, well, that was uh, project management. Thank you for listening. Um, thank, you. thank you, Tim. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Cheers, bye.